Hi, it's me. This is Fat and Black in Texas, and I am Nikki Devon, and I'm your hostess. Today, I'm sitting down with my very good friend, Suzanne, who is a badass, self-identified butch. We have a great conversation about how she moves through the world as a mask-presenting queer woman, and as it pertains to work, dating, and just life in general. I can't wait for everybody to hear what she says. Let's start the show. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, My name is Suzanne. I am a single white butch lesbian living in Austin, Texas. (laughs) And I think Nikki decided she wanted me on her podcast when she realized I was not a 15-year-old boy. I'm actually a grown woman. And then she was like, oh, you want to be on my podcast? No. Um, but I oftentimes can pass for an adolescent young male. So that's... That is exactly why I wanted you to come on. Because <laughs> of how similar you are to small kids. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing, the so I want to jump right into it. But before we jump right into it, the thing that I actually wanted to kind of shine some light on uh, is the fact that you use the term butch. And so Mm. um, just for the people that are listening, why don't you um, describe what butch means to you and why you chose to use that descriptor? That's a really good question. Um, I think, (laughs) I think, uh, it's one of those words now, like, so I heard you, uh, the episode of you talking to Copy about femme, you know, and uh, um, it's one of those words, butch is hard to explain, you know, it could be deep, it could be big, it could be all these things, but I mean, in its most watered down version, it's like a woman that looks like a dude, okay, I mean, yeah. really, that's, it's, we're talking about presentation and I have, um, I'm masculine presenting and I'm a little bit more masculine presenting now in this current form of my body than I have been at other times in my body. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, um, and kind of identifying with that, identifying with other butch women or butch lesbians is kind of just like, yeah, sometimes we pass as dudes. Sometimes people think we're dudes. Um, we might have really short hair. I mean, we could come in lots of different versions, but, um, and you know, there's also degrees. It was there like a Kenzie scale of butch or femme. I've heard you know? that. They could, I, like, they could like do that. soft butch, baby butch. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, which I fucking love, by the way. Yeah. I, like, I, it's, the word butch is, I've heard, um, you know, people that love it and they identify with it and people that kind of hate it. So I'm always mm-hmm. really, really interested in women that are like, oh, no, I'm a self-proclaimed butch. And mm-hmm. I have a friend who's like, I'm a self-proclaimed butch dyke. And that's mm-hmm. how <laughs> that's yeah. how I like to be addressed. And I fucking dig that. I love that. I, um, as you know, I am a fan of taking back words that maybe have had a negative meaning at some point. <laughs> Uh, I you like to use the word nigger indiscriminately, so um, I am a fan of just people identifying with what they identify with. So I want to jump right in and talk about aesthetic. One of the reasons that I was so interested in having you on is because if, and please correct me, but your pronouns are she, her, correct? Yes. yes. Right. Okay. So one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on was because you have of course you have a masculine body that which you know 
butch mask leaning all of the words all of the terms but not just that you have a really strong muscular chiseled body um and you identify hardcore as she her and i just love like when i first met you it fucked with my head i was like is it what what like strong 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 body but also hips like so i think that your aesthetic is 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 um unique not unique but like you don't see it often and it's beautiful and i have to so i wanted to have a conversation with you about what that looks like as you move through your everyday life you move through your job especially move through dating and move through the queer community so like are you, do you ever run into people that are surprised at your pronouns with, mm-hmm. you know, based strictly on your aesthetic? Because it's not just like you look like a young boy. No, 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 no. You look like a grown ass <laughs> woman with muscles. Like, let's, let's be very clear about it. You don't look like a little boy. <laughs> you look like a grown ass woman with muscles. <laughs> so I, I just fucking love, I want to have a conversation about that. I want to have a conversation about that. So, first glance what do you find you get more often than not from people oh that's interesting yeah so god when we think about our bodies our bodies are like our door to the world and how we experience it right so um and my my body has changed over time i'm about to turn 41 so there's been a lots of lots of ebbs and flows in my life uh but definitely in my um more muscular form it's interesting i have I'll have weird conversations with dudes that will step up to me like I don't and just be like, "Yo, you lift? You lift, bro?" <laughs> is basically what they're doing. Like they want to know what gym I'm going to. Like I don't know, it's just up, weird. Bro? Yeah, but <laughs> if I'm looking a little bit less fit, I don't have those conversations with people. You know, it changes the way people approach you. It changes the the, the way people deal with you. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. And then, um, I've, I've definitely had times in my life where I've gotten a little bit frustrated, uh, by not being recognized as a woman. Now my, my feelings about that have just ebbed and flowed throughout my whole life. Cause I've been dealing with this my whole life ever since I was little. Um, I was a tomboy, very much like a tomboy. And, um, uh, I actually, when I was really young, um, I went through, so I have two older brothers and I went through a phase of, uh, wearing my older brothers, started wearing, stealing my older brother's underwear and wearing them. <laughs> Cause he had like the little fruit of the loom, whitey tidies. And I wanted yeah. them. I wanted to wear those. And so I was, but I didn't tell anybody about it. I just like stole them and started wearing them. And one day... that's what you do when you're a sister. You still do. Yeah, yeah. You just steal shit. And I was really... I must have been... I, I want to say I was like six or seven. Like, I was little. And um, we were playing video games one day. So I was sitting on the carpet playing video games with my brother, whose underwear I'd stolen, and he didn't know. And my my other sister... One of my, I've got two sisters as well. One of my sisters came up and saw, because my pants were... Like, the underwear was showing. And she saw it. She pointed it, at, pointed it out and was like, Suzanne's wearing boys' underwear. And she, like, just yelled it out. And my mom was in the room. So she goes running and tells my mom that I'm wearing boys' underwear. And so I have, later on, 
I don't think this happened right there. I think it was just like a little bit later on. I remember like being in my mom's lap and my mom talking to me about why I stole my brother's underwear. And I just told her straight up, I, I want to be a boy. And she really? Said, yeah. And she, and she said, why? <sighs> she said, why do you want to be a boy? And I said, because they get to do whatever they want. <laughs> How old are you? I, I really think I was about six or seven. Like I was, I was How small enough for her to be like incredible. holding How me. How fucking her, incredible is yeah. that at six that you're like, boys can do whatever the fuck they want. They can do whatever and I want a piece of that. Uh-huh. Like to be so young and already recognize the difference between like what you're allowed to do and what boys are allowed to do. Yeah. Um, do they got to see- do all the cool things. They got to do all the cool shit. That's what I wanted to do. So as you so you said that your feelings about being recognized as a woman has ebbed and flowed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now at your age, now, like right now, how do you feel about it? One, how does it make you feel? Like I know, of course, it's probably situational. And two, like how interested are you in correcting motherfuckers? Like, like mm-hmm. how much how much bass do you put in your voice to correct motherfuckers? <laughs> when they, when they, you know. Because sometimes there are certain things people get wrong and you're like, no, it's fine. And then there are other things where you're like, bitch, no, actually, I'm a woman. So, like, where do you fall on that? It it depends on the day, Nikki. It depends on the day. Um, Pronouns used to really upset me. Now I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, if this person doesn't know me, I don't care what gender they think I identify with or what what they're seeing doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, if they know and they're purposely doing something or there's some form of disrespect there, that's different. But uh, generally it's people are just confused. And um, on occasion I'll correct somebody. Like if I'm out to dinner with a bunch of people or something and this person's just going to keep stirring me the whole time. And it might, <laughs> like then, you know, other it depends on who's there and what's going on. If it's like, it's actually as I'm talking about this, it's more about trying to make other people comfortable whether I'll actually address yep, that or not. I was not. about to ask you. I was about I to ask you that. I don't really care that much, but if it, it seems like it could cause a stir or create more conversation, I, I want the least amount of conversation about my pronouns generally in those situations <laughs> as possible because right. I don't know this person. I don't need for them. Rhea Butcher does a, whole, a great bit on this whole thing that's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. It's just... I just thought you were a sir because of just your hair and your voice and what, and the, the people get so frustrated. They'll start listing all the reasons why I look like a man. And I'm like, Oh um, no, Mm-mm. no, I don't need to hear that. Mm-mm. We don't need to have that conversation. I don't even know you. I'm just giving you my pronouns so that you can address me later. And, and, and that's it. So, um, but I really, if, if it's just a casual, if it's somebody at a gas station, they say, thank you, sir. I'm, I appreciate that they're sending me a form of respect by using sir or ma'am. That's something that happens here in Texas that can be really hard yep. for people, non-binary folks, and people uh, that walk gender lines, trans folk. I mean, it's not, sir and ma'am is very, it's deeply ingrained in the culture in order to show respect to other human beings, and I have to feel a lot of empathy for for that history and where that's coming from and think they are trying to respect me not disrespect me right now they didn't they didn't pick the right one but at least it's it's supposed to be a sign of respect 
That is very sweet and very diplomatic of you because <laughs> on a fucking regular, when some little fucking 20 year old is like, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, sweetie. No, 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 we don't do that. I'm not ma'am yet. We don't do that. You don't like that at all? Oh. You don't do that. I just think that, I, you know what? It's, it's that, I, like, being born and raised here, like, I, yes, I have, I was taught from a very, very young age that you, I'm putting, people can't see this, but I'm putting this in quotation marks, right? Because this was years ago. You see a man, you say, yes, sir, no, sir. You see a woman, you say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. If, especially if they're adults, if they're older than you, that is how you address people. And if I did not address people that way, I got my head knocked off. Like my parents did not play that shit. You say, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. You say, no, ma'am. You say, yes, sir, no, sir. As I got older and I started meeting people that, you know, not just non-binary folks, not just trans folks, trans folks, but people like you, like people that are like, no, I don't, you, you actually got that wrong. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, it prompted me to learn to stop. You know what I mean? Like it prompted me to learn, like I, you know, you can recognize when you are in the, in the presence of an older black person or an older Southern person, period. Chances are that you could probably get away with that sir and ma'am shit and they probably expect that. But if you're talking to someone that's like, you know, your age or younger, you can do the work. Mm. And not and not use the sir and the ma'am. You can do the work. You can do it. There's mm-hmm. other ways that you can say yes or thank you or no thank you. Or I appreciate that. Like there are other ways. You're very diplomatic. Mm-hmm. That is really sweet. But motherfuckers <laughs> can learn. <laughs> they can learn. <laughs> I learned it. They can yeah. also learn it. <laughs> that's also something that's deeply ingrained in fire department culture. So uh, that's something that right. I actually started to do even more. Uh, once I got on with the fire department and it is something that, uh, and and that's, and it's something that people make mistakes on all the time. They'll be like, sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am. And they're just so used to saying sir all the time. They generally in that case know who I am, but they're so used to saying sir that they'll just say, and I'm like, I, you know, it doesn't like, and as a side note. Because Suzanne did not say it in the beginning, mm. Suzanne is a firefighter. <laughs> I thought for sure you would say it at the beginning. You're like, I'm oh. a butch. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, How do you, that's, so, that is a thing that I do. I, I, I am a firefighter at some unknown department in Texas. <laughs> so I, I wanted, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring this up, but I'm glad that you did. So as you're navigating your career in a, you know, predominantly male profession, and also like you are working your way up the ladder as well. Like you, I don't know, I'm sure it is not called a firefighter supervisor. I don't know what it's called, but like (laughs) you're also in a position of, we'll just say management. So how... How has your aesthetic affected your um, your career life? Or has it? And maybe it has not. You know, aside from people saying sir or ma'am, has there been any other yeah. things that you've noticed? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's lots of things. Just being, just being a woman in general uh, can be difficult. I will be, I will shortly here be promoting to the first officer position. And that... Um, it also means that we have to talk on the radio a lot, and our um, 
our voices don't carry as well as some very powerful, deep male voices. And um, it can be difficult sometimes, like literally uh, female sounding voices on the radio will get walked all over or people won't respond to them sometimes. Um, and I, I do think because uh, because of my size, I'm like 5'7", um, I'm not, you know... I'm going to be a smaller person on the fire ground that I'm generally don't have a strong physical command presence is what they call it. So, um, I think that, that there are other ways that I have to learn to lead because I'm not just going to be standing in the middle of everything, like in this, as this big physical presence pointing and having things happen. So I have to have, um, have different leadership skills and, uh, different relationships with my people in order to garner that respect because I'm not going to have it like like my current captain does right now that's like 6'4 and has this amazing mustache. So right. people just <laughs> people just do what he says, you know? Like there's no you, question. You know, it's really funny that you say that because I look at you and I am like, damn, she muscular as fuck. She looked like she might fuck somebody up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't, it's not like I'm afraid, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to be super cautious with this bitch because it looked like she might punch my throat off, like punch my esophagus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not, you're not big, but you are clearly a strong person, right? And so, like, I know that you're, I like what you're saying about having to find different ways to lead just because, like, I think that there's definitely, like, especially for men, men, sometimes men have that automatic um, advantage just because of their stature. It's it's mm-hmm. like an automatic, like, oh, this must be the person in charge because this is the biggest person here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they automatically have that. For me, on the other end of that, like, I have the black lady mystique. And so if you go into... <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Go if to, if you know if you go into a room and there's a large black woman in that room, chances are like you know she has command of the room. That's not a Nikki thing. That's a that's just like a there's a large fat black woman talking. I should pay attention. Thing. You know what I mean? Like I think that that's something that <laughs> it's it's kind of universal, right? And and I definitely use that to my advantage. I definitely use just this stature that's much different from your stature, but I've mm-hmm. definitely used this stature to calm people and to get people to listen and to, you know what I mean? So it's like using, it's like I use my aesthetic, but you have to work a different angle. And I'm, I don't know. It was just, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by that. I'm fascinated that you, that in my head, someone that is so fucking strong would be able just to be like, you see these muscles, right? Cause, cause, <laughs> You see these muscles. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's like, no, actually, I'm going to use my brain. And I'm, I'm going to be a good leader. And meanwhile, I'm like, I am fat and black, so you should just listen to what I say off top. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's that's, that's fascinating to me. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Do you ever feel like, do you ever feel like because, because you're 5'7", and because you're a woman, do you ever feel like you are in danger, not from people you work with, but like, not the obvious danger fire, but like, do you ever feel, do you ever feel like maybe people test you in those situations ever? Like maybe people that, 
I don't know. Do you just ever feel tested mm. because you are a woman? Like, oh, yeah. firefighter I mean, in those situations. Absolutely. I think, um, I think it's really common for just women in any, in any masculine, like, male-dominated uh, job, when you think about it, which really, what is not a male-dominated job, besides Fair. education, right, which is why they don't get paid, because... It's a quote-unquote woman's job. Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> side note. It's a, a, another issue, same, same issue, I don't know. Um, but any, any like, super male-dominated job, you know, women women have to work twice as hard, and that's, that's always the case. We have to work twice as hard to prove ourselves. We're constantly trying to prove ourselves. The thing is, is I don't know what it's like to be a man. I can look at what, uh, <laughs> how my coworkers are treated or how how they treat one another and maybe how that's a little bit different than my experience has been. Uh, but, but it really feels like it's, I'm constantly, constantly have the need to prove my ability to do the job. And, um, and now that is happening. So as I, as I move up the ladder, I have to prove myself less physically and more mentally and, and more of my leadership capabilities have to, have to show. And so, that's gotta be nice. So, yeah, it, I mean, it has its, it has its benefits and it has its, its disadvantages, you know? Um, so it, it, you know, it's just, it's, it, but it's a constantly, if somebody doesn't know me, uh, and they just know that I'm a female firefighter, like their chances of wanting to work with me over a white male counterpart is probably, you know, that even if they don't know him, they'd probably rather work with him. It's just the luck that's of the fucking, draw. That's fucking Or not crazy. the luck of the draw. It's not the luck of the draw at all. That's just yeah. like, that's, that's, it's kind of the, the reality of the thing. It's and not, do- um... And there's not very many of us. There's a much smaller percentage. So there, there are there are a few men in the department that have had an entire experience where they haven't worked with any women. And a lot of them would prefer to keep it that way because they really do feel like having a woman in the station changes uh, what they can and cannot do, their behavior, the job in general, that sort of thing. So, wow. Wow. Uh, and, it's, and so in situations like that, like you having to constantly be like, okay, no, really, I I got this shit, I run this shit, I know what I'm doing, I've earned my space, I don't know if you've heard this just in, women run everything, like, you know, having to constantly do that, (laughs) do you think that it's because, do you find, I guess I should say, do you find that it's because, like, they don't think that you're capable or is it just like an ego? Like, I don't want to work with the, like, I don't want to take direction from a woman. You know, like, Mm. what do you, what do you think that's about? I mean, yeah, sure. It's about like, Oh, there's a girl here. So we can't be gross dudes. Like I get that part of it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like we can't talk yeah. about titties and pussy all the time or whatever. I don't know. I just assume that that's what dudes talk about. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's what I talk about all the time. So I just, I just assume that's what everybody talks about. Maybe not. So, um, <laughs> um, what do you think that, the, do you even think that that's an issue or do you think it's just like strictly just like ego? Like, what do you think? I, I really think, um. I, th- I think for some people, uh, it really is 
that I would just have to prove to them that I could do the job. That, that, that at the very beginning, they would have thoughts about my inability to do the job be just purely because of my gender. And then right. after that, I do think that a lot of people, um, their minds can be changed. Some, some people, uh, like, and I really, I mean, this is, it sounds like stereotyping, but, uh, the older generations of men have a harder time working with women from what, from right. my experience. And th- these younger men, that we're putting through academies right now, you know, there are women down at the academy that are, are chiefs and officers that they're seeing straight off, straight out yeah, the gate. So they're used to and it. Yeah. So it is com- a completely different experience for them. And really, I, I, I hope that we are really creating a younger generation of firefighters that can work with all sorts of different people so that, um, so that people can really truly be themselves. And there's not just, one type of person that is allowed to have the experience and the the job of a firefighter. So essentially it's just another, you know, it's just another example of like the new crop coming in to get rid of the fucking old ass crop. (laughs) Complain about (laughs) that. Fuck everything up. (laughs) Just kind of wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. And it's, it's tough to be too hard on them too. Cause it's, it's not, um, you know, it, it's not all of them and never, right. it never is, you know, and it, it, it all depends. Um, and shoot some, some older male firefighters have daughters that are trying to get in the department. Like you never, oh, you never yeah. know what their experience is or, or what it has been. But I, I do think when, uh, I mean, 20 years ago, there were a much, much smaller number of fire, uh, female firefighters in, working anywhere in the country, you know, 20 years ago, it was very different. 30 years ago, it was even more. So, um, so, uh, the, uh, the firefighters that grew up in the fire department and it was, it was unheard of to work with another woman. That's going to, I mean, to work with a woman, it's going to be a big change for them. Um, so do you, I'm going to ask you a very silly question, not silly, (laughs) but I feel like, I feel like it's relevant. Do you think that your body now, with as strong and as muscular as you are now, do you think, was was that a goal, or did that happen accidentally? Like, was this a goal, like, I am in this, I am in this career, I'm a firefighter, I need to be mm. strong, I need to mm. be able to do these, like, was it like a calculated, like, I want to be that, I want to be strong, this is what I want my body to look like, or was it... Or was it kind of like, I like being fit. I like working out. I like eating well. And this is what happens when that happens for me. I'm curious mm-hmm. as to like, was your, well, your, you know, you said that you're, I've seen some of your um, <clears throat> old pictures and <laughs> <laughs> you've all, sorry, that was real creepy. You've always had like. Well, I say always the pictures I've seen, you've had an athletic slim body, but you seem now way more muscular. And so like, I'm just curious as to like, was that a calculated, like, I want to look fucking strong. Hmm. That's a really good question. So there, there are two (laughs) times in my life, um, that do I just keep saying that all the time? That's a really good question. No, Um, (laughs) every single time. Um, so there, there are two times in my life 
that I've uh, that I've that I've lost a lot of weight, um, and neither of those times were times where I set out to lose a lot of weight. And I think it's, and believe me, there have been a lot of times in my life where I've decided to go on a diet or something in order to lose weight. So I found this yeah. an interesting pattern. Um, both of those times, like, or maybe even two, it's like three times. Every time I've actually gotten more fit is because I've had a performance goal of some sort. It's had ah, nothing okay. to do with body goals. That's where I'm getting at with this line of thinking. Yeah. Every time I've set out to say, I hate this part of my body and I want to change it so I'm going to eat less and I'm going to log my calories. I, it's been a horrible experience. I feel horrible about my body. I don't follow through. It's, it's awful. Um, but when I, let's, there was a, like a time in high school when I was, I was training as an athlete. I was a basketball player. Um, training, having everything to do with performance and the way my body moves. When I was training to become a firefighter, I trained um, physically very, very hard in order to pass the, the, um, the CPAT, which is the, the physical test that you have to go through in order to become a firefighter. And it was training specifically for that. And most recently, um, a couple years ago, I, I, my body changed severely when I went through a divorce. <laughs> and that was me trying to burn off anxiety so I could sleep at night. That was my yeah. performance goal. I... So it didn't have, it had everything to do with my mood and it had nothing to do with I hate my body and it needs to change. I fucking love this. I love this. This makes me so excited <laughs> because, I, well, because, you know, here's the thing, like the whole shtick or the whole spiel, my whole thing is just like trying to see life through somebody else's lens. Right. Right. And so like in my head, you know, the only two reasons, right. That you could be changing your body is for this or this you know what I mean like it never even dawned on me that it was like I had performance I wanted my body to perform a certain way and so I did what I needed to do to achieve that goal and I think that that's something that's not talked about a lot among women specifically mm -hmm. especially just like on just like on some regular ass type shit like even if it's not like I want to be a firefighter or I want to do it's like I want to run a marathon I want to do this like right now my friend Bree is like I want to do I want to get to uh she's doing um jump rope yeah like, I've seen her jump rope yes yeah like I, I I fucking love that I think that sometimes people it's forget awesome. that like you know there are other things involved in aesthetic and body image for, you know, like, instead of just, like, either I'm trying to please this or I'm trying to change this because I hate mm -hmm. myself. Like, some, there are just other, other reasons, and performance is one of them. I'm so glad mm -hmm. that you brought that up. Like, it's, it's, I'm really glad that you reminded me of that because I just didn't even think about that. And I feel like we even fucking talked about it. My bitch ass forgot <laughs> or something, which is even fucking worse because I feel like we talked about this before. Now I feel bad. Um... I want to ask you really quick. I just want to switch gears 
a little bit. And I want to ask you about your hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we had a conversation once about your hair, I think. And I have since had the same, a similar conversation about hair with other people. So you keep your hair short, right? Mm Mm-hmm. People can't see you. Why, yes. My hair why, is short. Why, why do you personally keep your hair short? My hair has changed. It's ebbed and flowed throughout my life. Um, and right now, it's this this haircut is like shorter than it's been in a, in a really long time. I shave my... I, I did the whole thing of coming out as a lesbian and shaving my head when I was in college. So, um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been there. I've done that. I've also uh, grew up Mormon and had blonde hair all the way down my back that I wore in a ponytail most of the time. Uh, so there's been a lot of changes. Then I dyed my hair black for like 15 years, um, and recently cut all that off. So uh, it again, went really short. Hair is, hair, it's so interesting because it means so much, right? It means so much and it means so little, but your perception of things. I have literally grown my hair out before, Nikki, because I was sick of getting hassled in women's bathrooms. Right. Like, I would get to the point where I'm just, I'm I'm sick of this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to let it grow out. It's amazing what a few inches will do. And yes. And so, but at this point in my life, I've kind of, um, a lot of my choices about my hair have had to do with how well I pass as a woman and will people see me as a woman. And, uh, I'm, I'm sick of thinking about that. I just don't want to think about it anymore. So I really want to cut my hair in whatever is most convenient for me and whatever I like and whatever is the easiest for me to do. What suits my lifestyle, something that, that'll stay out of my face when I'm working out and um, be easy to manage is pretty much it for me. And I just don't want to think anymore, well, if I cut it that short, people are right. going to sir me. So right. I don't want to do that. And there is, someone told me, um, and it and before, it, so people don't get mad at me, and I don't get angry emails. No, I haven't gotten any angry emails, but just in case, you never know. Um <laughs> So another self-proclaimed dyke, that's a friend of mine, um, who is, uh, her name is Lindsay. She's a lawyer. She's awesome. Um, she says that most mask leaning butch women have the exact same haircut. (laughs) (laughs) If they are, if they're not, you know, like not, if they don't have like black hair or ethnic hair, they have the same haircut. It's like shaved with a little on top. Right. And, (laughs) and since she said that, (laughs) since she said that, all I can do is be like, Oh, there's one. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's another. She's right. Like, and, She's right. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm fucking fascinated by it because mm. I've t- I've had conversations with other women in my life that um have shorter hair and they're, you know, the person uh the the most recent person is Sid. I talked to Sid about her hair and she was like, "Well, my hair is short. I feel powerful." I feel powerful. Hmm. I I don't know what it is, but I just like short hair. It helps me feel like I can kick ass. And she's not the only 
woman that I've heard say that. She, you know, she's like, mm. people, she's like, it's easier to, when I have shorter hair, it's easier to not be fetishized. It's easier to not be, she's mm. like, she feel, she finds that when she has shorter hair, you know, uh, straight men leave her alone. Like, there are, like, it's a very calculated decision for her to have short hair. And so, kicking that back to our butch, <laughs> our butch, our butch dykes with the butch dyke haircut. Do you think, do you find that that is the same for you? Like, do you find that it eases the male gaze? Do you find, like, do you, does, does your hair affect you in that way? Does it? Oh, I mean. And it sounds yeah. like a weird question talking about hair, but I do, but I really feel like aesthetically mm. one of the ways that, people think they can tell and I'm also putting this in quotation marks that yeah. someone is gay especially a woman is by the haircut so yeah. what do you have to say about that well huh. I think there's some <laughs> truth to that that doesn't come from doesn't that doesn't come out of nowhere that's for sure I I even when my hair is longer I don't really feel like I'm under the male gaze like a like a femme okay. would be so I yeah. I have a very physical a different physical experience than that and I really yeah. think that um even if I were to grow my hair out like fully like all the way like long right now it would be basically like if I tied it up or whatever it would look like a man bun you know what I'm saying like it would look totally different on me than it right. would a, a more feminine woman be because of my body, because of my stature, because of the way that I walk. Um, yeah, so I don't Susan, really, you gotta ask I though. don't feel. <laughs> <laughs> like you got hips and ass though. Like I'm not, I'm not <laughs> negating your experience by any means. But also though, <laughs> you got ass and hips. So that I feel like that has to be said. Anyways. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But it's definitely, I mean, I don't get hit on by men very often, but it, like, I mean, having, it's that, it's like that same three inches of hair. Like, if it's long enough that it's falling on my neck, then, then that gets me a pass, a free pass to the women's bathroom without hassle, and maybe yeah. I'll have, you know, every now and again, I'll have a man ask me where I got my jeans, and I think he <laughs> wants a recommendation to a boutique or something. And so I will give him, oh, like, these are just from the gap, you know, down, like, I have no idea that's why he's talking to me. Like, I really just won't just, realize until later. No he was, idea. Yeah. Flirting. Yeah. I, you know, I it's, I don't, the, the <laughs> this, this, this whole bathroom thing, it infuriates me that that's something that you even have to think about. Like, how much hair can I have? And still be able to walk into a woman's bathroom without some nosy motherfucker putting their nose like, I like it doesn't. I, I don't know if it's just that I'm oblivious and I'm self-centered, but I could not tell you who walks in the bathroom when I go to the. I don't fucking know. I don't know who. I, anybody can be in the fucking bathroom with me. I don't fucking know. I got. I'm on a mission to get some shit taken care of, and I don't give a fuck who's in there with me doing it. Like I just don't give a fuck. I don't care, and I never have. So like this yeah. idea that like anybody has to be like. I need to make sure I look like this so I can go where I want to mm. go. That shit fucking pisses me off. People need to mind their motherfucking business. Sorry. That was just a mini rant. Anyway. No, I like this. This is, there are bathroom police out there. There are women out there that take it 
amongst, uh, upon themselves to police the bathrooms to make sure that it's safe from queers. I, I don't, like, oh. people, they'll follow me, that, like, you know, it, traveling is hard. So you talked about, like, you've talked about Texas before being like, you know, the relationship to, to Texas being like that cousin of yours that, yeah. you know, you, you kind of hate to love in a way and, and they're around. That's how, so I feel, I highly identify as being an Austinite. I love the city of Austin. I have a hard time with the state of Texas yeah. because as soon as I go outside, and I, I can't say this never happens in Austin, the whole bathroom thing. It just happens less in Austin. But as soon as I go outside, if I'm traveling, I'm driving my truck to go to Big Ben, I'm stopping at gas stations and stuff like that, that's when shit gets real yeah. awkward. That's yeah. when I know I have to prepare myself for whatever could be happening inside a gas station, whether somebody is going to approach me, whether they're going to start following me around the store, like mean mugging me after I came out of the women's bathroom, whatever it is. And um, there are times where I feel more like more ready for it. And, the, and have more energy for it. And when I'm in a good space, I could just see somebody coming after me and I could be like, no, 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 honey, you're in the right place. That's what, you're in the right place. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that. No, you're in the right place. You have a bunch of head. You're exactly yeah. where you're supposed to be. And by what, by that, I'm telling them I am in the right place. Yeah, so oh, I know. Step the fuck off. And I, so. And then other times where I'll just, like, I'll let them follow me. Like, I've had a couple of times, not too long ago, there'd be a woman standing right outside my stall door. Literally. Because they were following me, and I just ignored them and just kept going into the stall to go to the bathroom. And they stand outside my stall door going, Sir? Sir? Are you sir? serious? And I just won't even, I won't even, res- in those moments, I'm like, I'm not a sir, so I'm just going to pretend like this isn't happening to well, me I'm until, this bitch until, talking until she, she goes away. Yeah. I mean, I, that last oh was like God. an estate park bathroom. You know, it's like, yeah. I, you know, it just, and, uh, and I think that was a woman, her daughter was in the bathroom with her and finally was like, mom, mom, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's just go. Because once they left, I was the only one in the bathroom. I don't know what she was trying to protect. Like, once they like, left, I was by myself. Like, okay. Seriously, though. I, you're very sweet. Because that shit, I would have just cussed her ass out. I, I, I just Well, that's I that's have, when I just don't have it. I like, I don't, don't have, have I don't want to yeah. have, I just want to yeah. ignore it. I just want to pretend Fair. like it's not happening. But there, that. and I there are that. other times where I, like, I've also straight up looked at people and been like, you know what? Most adults know which bathroom they're supposed to use. And, and you know. <laughs> I, I am waiting. I am waiting for the day that I am a witness to some nosy bitch in the bathroom harassing somebody. I'm going to go smooth the fuck off because I just feel like I ch- it's such a, it's such a personal and private thing. It's just nobody else's fucking business. I am not in here to look at your ass or your ass or do any of this shit. I have a very basic body function that I need to fucking do, bitch. Mm-hmm. And it is not your business. It's not your mm-hmm. business. It's not your business. And I don't, like, <laughs> I, I, it's so it's so fucking personal. It's so fucking personal. Like, it, I just, I hate that the conversation even has to be had. And like, mm-hmm. 
and it's dangerous, right? So like when I am in places in Texas, people follow me around for a completely different reason, right? But it's still that feeling of just like, man, I'm just trying to conduct my business. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to get some fucking gas or I'm just trying to do this. I don't, I don't, I'm not stealing shit. I know y'all ain't seen a black person in a long time, bitch, but here we are. Like, here we are. Mm -hmm. There is, there is a darkie in in West Texas, nigga. Like call your friends and tell them you can all come and watch me from the car, but I just need to get these fucking Lay's potato chips and get back to my car. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, I get that feeling of some days just not having it. Like, I just don't have Mm -hmm. it to give. I'm like, I see you. I see you staring at me. I see you pointing at me. I see all of these things, but I have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. But even in those times, it's dangerous and it makes you feel on, well, it makes me feel, I won't speak for you, but it makes me feel on edge and, and angry and like, like, like like under a microscope you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's 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 2020 people should be able to walk around in their life anywhere in texas as they would like you know what i mean like and that's just not the case which again is why i love this place and i fucking hate this place because Mm -hmm. you should be able to go to the fucking bathroom and, and oh 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 side note do you know how many times I've gone into a man's bathroom and used the bathroom because I don't want to wait in the line? Nobody has ever said any fucking thing to me about it. Not once. Really? And I have done it. I have done it countless. I have done it countless times where Good if there's no line, there's no line for the men's bathroom or like at my favorite bar, sometimes there's no soap. So I just pop over into the men's bathroom and get some soap. No one mm. has ever said anything to me. Nice. Nice. Why is that? I wonder what, like, Why? Oh, the bathroom shit drives me crazy. Okay, before we run out of time, I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about dating. <clears throat> now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the meat of it. I want to talk. Mm-hmm. I want to get all up in your business now. So, that's okay. Sweet. So There is no business. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is no business. There is always business. There is always business. So you've been in Austin for years and years and years. Um, I know that you were married for uh, most of that time. Uh, But recently Mm -hmm. you've been single. So moving through Mm -hmm. queer spaces, right? How, how, now in my head, I always think that my friends get all the ass that they want and need and could possibly imagine and hope for. Like, like every time I see my friends, I'm like, look, get it. Yes. Bitch, pull. Yes. Come on. Like in my head, that's what's happening. Um, and in my head, in my head, you are a, like, you're like a catch, right? Like, so it's like, it's like fresh meat. You know what I mean? So do you find, how do you find dating? How do you find dating for yourself, especially like with your body and being strong and being like, how do you, how has it been for you? Hmm. Are you thinking? Yes. (laughs) So, okay. While you're thinking, I'll give you some examples. I find that in Austin specifically, Dating is a lot harder. 
dating women is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Mm. Right. Of course, there are many of reasons why that's true for me. You know, like I used to date men, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. But none of those reasons seem few. I shouldn't say none. Few of those reasons have much to do with me being fat, which is typically a hard thing for dating men. And so like, that's the thing that I've noticed about Austin, like the accepted, I feel like, Hmm. I feel like the queer community is more accepting than the straight community as far as body aesthetics go. Do you find that that's the same for you? I mean, I don't know if you have anything, I don't know. You think? I think there's a couple of body aesthetic type things happening with me as far as, um, I mean, the dating. So there's so many things that I could talk about right now. This is, this is the thing. So, um, (laughs) I, I, so I have problems. I have I have problems with with dating women right now because or just dating because I, I date women that's who I date um, maybe it would be easier if I just started sleeping with men but um, uh, I not. don't want to I, <laughs> I don't want a girlfriend I don't want a girlfriend right now right so okay. um, I was married for a very long time. And that's not really something that I want right now. So that makes it difficult because um, if you start with something casual, it usually ends up not being casual pretty quickly. Like that's how things go, right? So that that's a difficulty. Um, I, I I am super introverted, so I'm really I I my world is very small when it comes to people. I I really admire people like you, Nikki, that just have like so many friends and you just accept and love so many different types of people. And I'm like, I don't even really like people that much. This is hard for me. Okay. So there's that. (laughs) And then, and then, um, as, as a butch presenting woman, I think there are times when there's an expectation for me to be an aggressive person for me to hit on women. Yes. And I, I am not that person. I just don't do it. I, um, I've like forced myself to try to be that person in in a couple moments where I've really had to work it up. But I, um, I really despise kind of the butch persona that ends up just, uh, mirroring the worst parts of misogyny. And I do not want to be that fuck boy. I do not want to be the one that has some girl up against the wall that, you know, that I've just met trying to get him to to go home with me. Like, that's just not, that's not my game. I'm not into that. Um, But I've literally been on dates before where it's just been like, they've told me later, you know, I kept waiting for you to make the first move. And I was like, what, why, why, why? Uh, and they're just like, well, you know, a lot of masculine presented people, that's what they want to do. They want to have that control. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, that's just not me. And I also want to be uber respectful of the women that I date and make sure that they feel like they're in a safe space and they're not being, um, uh, you know, that their, their bodies are, are treated fairly and that they're, they, they're saying yes to every move. <laughs> like I want to be respectful. I do not want to... To bring that fuckboy attitude. I don't like it. I hate it when I see it, and I don't 
I don't want that to be a part of my life or my stuff. And and it's just not doesn't suit my personality. I'd probably I'd have to be trash to like super drunk so to make that happen. I am I am really, 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 really fascinated also by the butch lesbians that are little that are essentially little fuckboys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like doing push ups at the club. I feel like, I feel like we <laughs> talked about this before. I'm just like, what are they doing over there? Like what <laughs> and like to me it mimics it mimics frat boys like and but i always equate frat boys with fuck boys i don't know if i should do that or not but like it 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 mimics this like frat boy like what's up bro how you doing bro i bet i can i can pull the bitches no i can pull the bitches and Mm -hmm. and i'm fascinated i like i don't know if they feel like that's how men are supposed to act and they identify more with mass the masculine side of themselves or if it's like I just don't understand the fuckboy peacocking. That's the only thing that I can, Mm -hmm. like, call it. It's like, I don't get it. And so I am curious, do you think that this is just like, do you think that falls into this idea of, like, roles for masculine? Like you said, like, you feel like sometimes they think you should be aggressive. But I think that that carries over also into, like, Again, with the quotation marks that nobody can see, men roles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, since you're the masked person, you handle the outside, you mow the mm-hmm. lawn, you fix the car. <laughs> like, do mm-hmm. you find that it's a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that, I think that we have to be careful when we're, we're trying to mimic any part of a heteronormative system that we have the opportunity to choose what is good and what is bad about that, what works for us and what is respectful for both parties involved. And if we want, if that is a part of our dynamic, that's okay. You know, that's, there can be like a butch femme thing is, can be absolutely, it can be a beautiful thing, but it needs to be respectful. And, and we, we absolutely should be, should be picking and choosing the best parts of that and, and bringing that in, not just mirroring some really bad behavior where we're disrespectful to women and playing out our own deep self-hatred and misogyny that we have learned throughout our lives and, and dumping that on, on our dates. That's, it's not the way we want to be. I definitely had some time in my early twenties where I had a bunch of butch friends and we one time were getting in a conversation where we were talking about the women that we were dating and there was an older butch lesbian that was in the group and she actually stopped us and said, do you hear what you sound like? You sound like a bunch of frat boys right now. <laughs> and we stopped. And I mean... she stopped us in our tracks and we all kind of looked at each other like, you know, we were like drinking beer after work and we all worked on a chainsaw crew i'm not lying we were all probably wearing flannel and cargo like is the most butch lesbian thing i've ever heard in my life yeah ever it was real and uh and there was a friend that was that was not from there she's just visiting from out of town and was just stopped us in our tracks and it just made me realize you know this is not we're just emulating this bad behavior and it's actually not benefiting anybody we were just trying to bond just like men try to bond when they are raiding women as they're walking down the street it had nothing you know it has this 
has very little to do with the woman involved and everything to do with these men and how they get along. And there's so many different ways that we could get along as butch lesbians without degrading the women that we're dating or the other people that we're around. And I really don't want to emulate that behavior. So now as a, uh, self-proclaimed booty watcher, like I will admit that often, that often I would be somewhere and I'd be like, "Oh my goddamn god, look at the fucking but the oh fuck, look at the booty." Like, there's definitely a little bit of creep in me, um, but, I feel, <laughs> but I feel like, I, and I, but I feel like there is a way that in queer culture, and you know. You, I don't know if, I feel like this might be your, I don't know, let me know if this is your experience. I think that there is a way in queer culture that we creep on each other and compliment each other that's loving and weird and cute and and I've only noticed it happening in between, like either between mm-hmm. me and my girls or in the queer culture. Like everybody mm-hmm. flirts with everybody. Everybody tells everybody how good they look. Everybody tells everybody that they act like, so like it's this really loving, like I'm going to creep on you super hard right now, but you know, it's because you're a fellow queer and I'm queer as fuck uh-huh. and you look good. And I'm going to tell you. So because that exists, I, I rarely have, the patience for that fuck boy mm. that fuck boy behavior like i find it i find it immature i find it super super immature and it and it puts me off almost immediately right mm-hmm. like i'm not as diplomatic about it as you are i'm just like y'all being <laughs> stupid and you look ridiculous and this is why i don't fuck with bitches like y'all and i'm gonna go over here and get another drink like it makes me really it, it just fucking puts me off right and so as you get older, you know, do you find that you, do you find yourself more willing to be in my camp where I'm like, fuck all of this? Or do you find yourself more willing to be in the camp of the woman that sets y'all straight? Like, do you find like, as an old, like I say older, as a butch lesbian of a certain age, like, do you have it? Like, do you have the fucking, like, time or patience to be like, this This behavior is not necessary? Because there's a lot mm. of these little babies in Austin. There really are. Somebody mm. got to teach them. It ain't going to be me because I don't give a fuck. But, like, <laughs> somebody with a lot more yeah. patience. Like, do yeah. you, is that something that you even have the time or energy or want to do? I think if I ended up in that situation, I, I would hope that I, I would be um, as as that woman was for me in that moment. Because she was fantastic. She was calm. She was level-headed. She just took that moment. She said, listen to yourselves. And that was it. She wasn't angry. She didn't read us the riot act. There wasn't anything. It's just like this pause. I thought it was fucking brilliant. If I could actually pull that off in a situation like that, I would I would love to to, to do that, to be that person. But um, I, I honestly think that more often than not, I wouldn't be in the room with all of those people to begin with because that's just not my jam. But I right. really liked I really liked what you brought up before um, the, the the flirtation and the compliments and the queer community and the, the way that we support each other and the way that we look. Um, and that also reminded me of your conversation with Cuppy talking about you know supporting femmes and their visibility, and that also made me think of supporting. Um, 
of butch butch women as well and oh, in yeah. in a strong way and it made me think you know the the people that i have felt the most attractive around that have made me feel like because i i don't know if this is true for every like masculine presenting woman but i have been taught that it is ugly for me to look like a man oh. or to be perceived as a man that it's is very ugly part of me that I have never been able to get rid of my whole life, and I have tried at times. Wow. And that will always resurface, and that is not attractive whatsoever. And when you, and there have been times in my, uh, and it, this depends, especially, depends on your queer community, depends on the era of your queer community, or where you right. were, but even like, early 2000s, like, L word, you know, our, when our butch character is Shane and she's really more androgynous mm -hmm. than butch, it's like nobody really wants to be that ring of keys truck driver moment for anybody. Yeah. You know, like the androgyny was so much more like you don't want to be too butch. That's just dikey. That's just ugly. That's just too much. Yeah. And, um, and I've really felt like there's a, a, a lot of times I've been, oh, does this look dikey on me? Like, is a, as a real negative way, I don't want to look, I, I don't, am I going to get surred? Because that means I'm unattractive wow. today in what I have Shit. on because I'm not being recognized. So the, the lack of recognition for other people of my gender has been so deeply linked with shame that it's something that ever since I was young, that has been there and I really feel like in hearing Cuppy talk about the femme visibility that it's this this same kind of like that we're like kindred spirits in this femme mm -hmm. butch world and that right. we can that from a butch perspective I can just be like yes you put all that makeup on you put those heels on you look fucking beautiful I am another woman and I love all of this and then from the other side to have um, femme women actually see me and say that flannel looks fucking hot on you, like yes, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> I just bought a flannel for like the first time last year because it was just like, no, it's too fucking dyke, and I'm like, no, I'm going full blown dyke. I'm doing it. I'm not holding back anymore. So if this is what I want to do, this is it. I don't give a fuck about the pronouns. I don't give a fuck if I pass in the straight world anymore or anywhere else. Like if I want to wear a button down. And you want to call me sir all night long. Okay. You know, that's, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to wear what works for me right now in this body. Um, and it might be different in well, five years, Nikki. I don't know. And well, and also like that is, so, that, okay. Oh my God. That's so much. So, okay. First of all, I, the representation of butch lesbians in mainstream everything has gotten so much better in the past few years mm -hmm. than it's mm -hmm. ever been. Like, there... I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. There's a very there's a very strong caricature of a butch lesbian. Ring of keys, flannel, like, you know, sometimes, like, for some whatever reason, they always have a southern accent. I haven't figured that out yet. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there is a definite caricature <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> there's a definite caricature yes. of, of butch women and I love that I'm starting to see um, I'm starting to see 
that change, right? Because you're right, androgyny mm-hmm. is very different. And androgyny is so much more accepted, so much more sought after, so much more fetishized than just like the idea that a butch woman can also, you know, pull bitches for lack of a better term. I'm sorry, I don't have another. And I, but I do, I love that. Like I, one of my favorite things is to see a cute little fucking butch and her button down and some fucking cute ass black pants. And like, you know, nine times out of 10, the, the, the fucking cell phone is always in the back pocket. It's just fucking cute. <laughs> like it's just fucking cute. And I love being able to be like, look at you. You look fucking good today. Kill it. Go pull some bitches. Like I just, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. But I've, but you're right. Like representation is really important. So I'm glad that that's kind of changing. I will be the first to say that Rachel Maddow probably had a lot to do with it because she's bang. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, and that's the thing that keeps like, <laughs> When I was growing up, I didn't have, there was no visual representation. It wasn't until Ellen hit the TV that we had any kind of queer, like, lesbian anything. So, basically, like, and none of us knew what the fuck to wear. There was no, like, wild fang tomboy fucking fashion on Mm -hmm. Instagram like there is now. There were not these models from, like, every fucking walk of life that you're like, oh, her look would look good on me. I'm just going to go out and buy that shit. There was nothing. So, it just meant, like... Like, just butches just floundering, wearing cargo shorts that are four times too big, and some, like, <laughs> distressed, you. like, fucking lucky brand hat that led, so we were basically em- emulating frat boys. I don't know why. Why do we, what's, why is the default frat boy culture? Why do we default that, to that? Like, what is that? Maybe because that's the most widely represented. I mean, maybe that's what you, that, that's yeah. what we see. That's what we see. It's like, this is what the all-American whatever looks like. This is who pulls mm-hmm. women. This is what, mm-hmm. like, maybe that's why. Um, so I want to ask you one more thing before we like, uh, cause I could talk about this shit all day. Uh, I want to ask you one more thing before we wrap up. Um, so we talked a lot about your aesthetic. We talked a lot about, um, you being perceived just, I'll say from my perception as just like a fucking strong, badass, kick-ass woman. Right. Um, do you feel like, and you can be as vague as you want, like I'm not trying to get all up in your business, but um, <laughs> do you feel like because you are on the mask leaning side of things and because you are um, butch, do you ever find yourself playing the role a little bit more than you normally would when you're trying to date like do you Mm -hmm. do you ever find yourself like toning down your feminine energy or do you ever find Mm -hmm. yourself like struggling with that at all Mm -hmm. absolutely I have um because I've I've really felt like it's my femininity is really it's ebbed and flowed like you know uh throughout my life so I have definitely I've been in relationships where I felt like um uh, I, I, I have the need to constantly like, may, may like take a, a top role that 
maybe that's not always where I want to be. Yeah. You know? Like there can be, um, mm-hmm. that I don't always yeah. want to be in charge. I don't always want to, this, this persona isn't like, it's not, uh, well, it's, it's that people are so individual about how they see these things, you know? So like that, the way that mm-hmm. I look doesn't necessarily mean this is exactly how I'm going to behave like all the time. Like there's so many different and different um, relationships to whoever I might be dating and what their energy might be like. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not an, like an aggressive person and I'm not, um, you know, I'm definitely not going to be that fuck boy. But yeah, I, <laughs> I've definitely felt that f- fight in myself when I'm leaning either or, or I've had lovers that have, um, maybe suggested I wear more feminine clothing at times. And I don't know, I don't know for them what that was or if, uh, or whatever, or just saying, Oh, this softens your look. It's so interesting when you hear different things. It's like, Oh, well, do I look real hard today? Like, what is, what does that mean? you You know, so that's, so there have been times where I felt like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think my partner wants me to look that butch when we go to um, whatever it is, whatever function we're going to, or going to meet her parents or something like that, you know, whatever it might be that maybe there's some suggestions that to soften me up or to lighten me up. I mean, those things have happened, but then there's also been times where I've wanted that for myself, where I've wanted to be a little bit lighter, I've wanted to pass easier, or I don't want to have, like... 12 conversations with every aunt and uncle that explains to them, like, I'm just this, that I'm a woman and they didn't even fucking know, you know, like, whatever right, it is. So maybe yeah. I want to wear a blouse instead of a button down. <laughs> I don't fucking know, you know? There's, um, I feel like there's a push and a pull with that sort of thing all the time. And it's been that way my whole life. Well, fuck. Fuck. Well, what I have to say is, I think you're amazing and I think you're awesome and I like your style and and I I am really really I feel really grateful that you had this conversation with me because I think that sometimes it's difficult to have to kind of hash this shit up so I'm really glad that you had this conversation and you were honest with me and actually like shine some light on some shit that I just have never thought of it's really it's really funny once I get to know someone, I forget what my first impression was because you, you know what I mean? So like, I don't even remember like the first, I know that we met first and I don't remember us meeting because I'm really bad about that. I meet a lot of white people. So I just, I just like, I totally fucking don't remember. But the second time we met, like I did remember. Every other white dyke with the same haircut. We all have the same haircut, Nikki. How are you supposed to keep us apart? I can't keep y'all apart. I can't keep y'all apart. The second time we met, I remember... Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, she's so cute. But you were in, like, a suit. You were you were in a suit. We were at a wedding. Mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. he, the only thing that caused me pause was I was like, oh, I wonder if her pronouns are she, her. But mm-hmm. the way you walked and the way you carried yourself was very feminine. <laughs> like, like, you just, it's very, you just, you just, I don't know, you you exude woman to me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, you know, 
just because I know you now and <laughs> and that you know what I mean but I feel like you did off top so it's really interesting to hear that like this is something that you not everybody sometimes it's hard for me to think outside of my bubble right you know what I mean so like it's mm. it was really nice mm. to hear um yeah you said that straight <laughs> yeah I, and I think when I met you at that wedding, like, I had just started to wear suits. I've just started that. Um, really? Yeah. So I think, because um, even even when I was married five years, five years ago or so, um, I wore, like, a blouse and some pants. So I took a very androgynous kind of approach to that. Right. Because um, I was really feeling like, like a suit didn't, didn't. I wasn't feeling it at the time. And that's fair. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it's just not where I was and it's not where I wanted to be. And I really liked what I ended up wearing. Although the blouse was so sheer that I had to wear these like things that stick on my nipples. (laughs) They're like boob, boob things so that your nipples don't like, yeah, they're kind of like pasties, (laughs) Uh, which was weird because I couldn't wear a bra. There was like not that much of the shirt. So I didn't, couldn't wear a bra anyway. And I've finally, like, in, in this, like, iteration of my body and my life, I'm like, I want to wear suits. I like, I'm digging bow ties. I'm like, I'm into that yeah. shit right now. And well, uh, who who knows what the next chapter is, you know? I, I It could ebb a little bit more feminine. It, it never gets, like, I'm never, like, high femme or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I love like, that. I love what you say, the next iteration of your body. I love that. I love that. I try to think of our bodies a little bit more like water. I really think that we should. I think our, our identities, our body, like, and we should allow ourselves and we should allow each other to move and change and grow. And so what that your friend was a high femme yesterday and today she's butch as fuck. If that's what she's feeling, that's what she's feeling. We should, we should support that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are no rules. There are fewer things sexier than a woman in a fucking suit so i you know i just personally on some selfish shit want all i want all the bitches to wear suits and bitches is a term of endearment i just like to say that every now and then in case y'all forget (laughs) (laughs) but um anyways yes i couldn't agree more um thank you so much for being on this podcast with me thank you for being my guest today thank you so much I want to thank Suzanne for being on the show today. Um, You cannot follow her anywhere because she does not want you to. So if you want to know more about her, just listen to this episode again. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Nikki Devon. And you can support me and my work on Patreon.com. The link is in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying this show, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell me a little bit about why you like it. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.